0: put your own style into it as much, because you just, you have to be shaky. <laughs> the whole kind of shakedown is this?
1: Welcome to Shakedown, which is our way of looking behind the scenes of film and television. I'm Julian Mitchell, founder of Definition Magazine.
0: And I'm Larissa Mori, writer, editor, and BFX specialist.
1: Well, this episode is the nearest thing we're ever going to get to any kind of council culture. Uh, but there is a, a practice in TV, mostly and movies, called wobbly cam <laughs> or queasy cam. Some people call it, and um, we think this is affecting members of the public, and and we're not that happy with that. Um, there is there was a, a drama, a TV drama, early in the year, and um, there was some Twitter feedback uh, on. The wobbly cam use in that drama. I'm not going to name the drama because I don't think we need to. But <laughs>
0: Better not to. Just
1: no, because <laughs> I mean we do we do love this industry and it's it's a little little bit um, different for for us to not criticise it but just point up something that when it when it transcends into um, a kind of um, feedback from the public, I think it needs pointing up. So just to just to read a couple of those uh, Twitter comments on this particular drama, which was earlier this year. I'll just just read some out. The shaky camera work and random zooming is stressing me out, was one. Another, at least I've learned something from the show, from my short film, don't do shaky camera work. (laughs) And these comments, yeah, these comments are, I mean, I remember I used to work in radio and when you get people... Uh, ringing in they're either bored and have nothing to do or or they actually have something to say and when you get feedback like this i think i think it needs listening to absolutely yeah uh another one what's happening with the camera work i'm confused is this a drama or a documentary made by teenagers
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing isn't it if your audience notices the camera work yeah. in that way and it kind of takes them out of the narrative they're they're suddenly focused on the camera rather than the story and that's not what you want
1: i think that's the point though and there was um it's, a, it's the best point to make because yeah. the one that i noticed um which uh, underlines what you just said is gave up after 10 minutes good cast but another series ruined by Mickey Mouse, blurred and shaky camera work mm. with too many, too many ultra close-ups. Maybe a cost-effective way to shoot a movie, but while watching, I'm constantly reminded of the camera.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, that's the one that struck home for me, that I thought if they're actually taken out of the narrative of the drama, yeah. that's the worst thing that you could you could want as a director or any of the crew to get. So... So I thought, well, you know, because we've got an opportunity to talk about these things now, which is great. I thought I'd uh, I'd have a look at wobbly cam, which uh, or crazy cam, and but it's not just a little bit of that because a little bit is fine, uh, but it's this it's this huge amount of yes. movement of the camera, which um, I I think in the right place is fine but in the wrong places uh, it, it, it doesn't work and if it's attracting the attention of uh, of the public your viewers then there is a problem anyway so let's have a look at this uh, this practice um there are lots of different types of wobbly cam. <laughs> um <laughs> the, <laughs> the Jason Bourne movies I mean, have you watched those, Jason Bourne? Yes, really yeah, no, I do. I love
0: them. I love them. Yeah,
1: I love them too. And But that is extreme. I don't even know you could call that wobbly cam. That's just... <laughs>
0: it's true.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's you, you're just thrown into the middle of those films, which is why people love them so much. But the camera work on those is extreme. And But I've never really seen them as anything else but needed to make those films so great because of Of the kind of p o v of of being in the action um so that's that's a kind of thrill ride and and it is very dynamic mm. um but I think what we're talking about is uh in a scene that may be in a quiet scene or a sterile scene where you have maybe two people talking and then suddenly you've got this huge movement of the camera yes. I never understood why. I mean I didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um so I look back at this this method of moving the camera um and, and it actually goes back a long way. It goes back to uh Abel Gantz's Napoleon back in
0: 1925.
1: Wow. <laughs> and you can imagine moving those cameras it would be wow. a feat in itself. Yeah, cuz it, cuz of its, you know, the weight of them. But I would have so, no
0: idea it was so yeah, long yeah. ago.
1: Yeah, it really started getting into some kind of um, massive movement uh, when you talk about directors like John Cassavetes mm. and Kinji Fukasaku uh, when he made Battle Royale. Uh, if you've seen the movie, yeah. Um, there's a there's an interesting story from the film Evil Dead where San Raimi ordered his cinematographer Tim Philo to bolt his camera to a two-by-four piece of wood and let two of the grips run with it down a city block. (laughs) Okay. Um, Which you can imagine without any stabilisation or anything, there you have wobbly cam. But you're also talking about a movie called Evil Dead. So there might be a, I've not, I can't remember that scene, but uh, I would think maybe that's fine in context. that That might work fine. That's true. Uh, so I think so. I'm very laboured to make sure we're not insulting anybody.
0: I know, I know. It's kind of like when I first watched Cloverfield. Like I did understand yes. why that camera movement was the way it was. It did make me feel a little bit sick. I'm not going to lie, but mm. I kind of understood it in the context of what this film was supposed to be, and you know how clever the movie was in general.
1: Well, that film actually uh interestingly for a amc cinema uh, cinemas that film came with a written warning that they <laughs> <laughs> that they actually they actually taped to the door of the cinema Wow! and yeah because it um it said due to the filming method used for cloverfield guests viewing this film may experience side effects associated with motion sickness similar to riding a roller coaster
0: <laughs> wow okay <laughs>
1: So but <laughs> the very fact that that the people must have complained and that's why uh, the manager of the cinema had to print out this warning uh, for health and safety reasons, I'm sure. It hmm. just it shows you that maybe it's a little misjudged. That's uh, true. That's very mm. true. It's but kind of the directors loved it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of like how how far do you push Shaky Cam when it's a horror film? Mm. That's quite interesting, isn't it?
1: But I, I mean, I've asked a few people, what what's it for? <laughs> Very basic question. Yeah. What's it for? And most people say well, it, gives, it gives the scene some kind of dynamic feeling mm. or gives it some life. Um, but I think my point is that uh, having talked to a few DOPs, the direction does mostly come from the director. Yeah. They want... It's a kind of aesthetic that they want from get-go. And, and as you've said, it works in a general way for for certain scenes. True. But, you know, don't use it all the time. Don't overuse it. Absolutely. I, being, I mean, I understand it's
0: it's supposed to be what recovered footage, like with Cloverfield, it's supposed to be recovered yeah. footage. I get, yeah. you know, if I was the one filming in that kind of situation, yeah. I'd be shaky too. So I yeah. get it adds to that realism that they're looking for. But yeah, there is such thing as overusing it for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, it so said the recovered footage was a genre, wasn't it? The Blair yeah. Witch Project started that off.
0: True. And which, I love that I know.
1: Yeah, but it total context. I mean, you loved that film and it you were totally in the movie. Absolutely. Um apart from, you know, that shaky cam, but as you said, you know, you you were scared you would be very scared yeah. taking taking coverage and stuff like that. So, you know, we take that on board. We're not trying to tell people off here. I'm
0: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> which I'm stop very
1: it. <laughs> Because people people have been a bit precious about the questions I've asked and mm. and you know I'm not a cameraman myself. Um so I did ask a guy who um who who was the operator on the first Superman movie. Ooh, okay. Um and so he he um this first Superman movie shot in film on BNC cameras, and these are cameras that are they're two-man lift cameras. They're really heavy. And um, he, he told me that he didn't like the, the idea of wobbly cam. He, he, he said to me that on that movie, I mean, they didn't really have shaky cam back then because the camera is so heavy. Mm. And what he used to do as the operator, especially on that movie, is they, they rigged this huge BNC camera to the ceiling of the um, the film set and it's very tall ceilings and they put it on pulleys and a big wire and attached it so you this had you had this camera basically suspended <laughs> and around the the set so you could follow the characters with this camera insane um, which if you imagine it, it was is very smooth very flowing yeah. kind of way to to uh, the follow the scene to follow the, the action um But um, that was then. And he also told me about um, a TV drama that he did when he was interviewed for this TV TV drama. uh, He asked the director what kind of style he was going to shoot it in. And he said, oh, it's going to be shaky cam, Hmm. which upset him because he obviously didn't like it, but (laughs) he had to go (laughs) through with it. Um, For that, for that, what was it called, that drama? It was called Trial and Retribution back in 1997, okay. and he said that um, uh, what they did with the camera back then, they came up with this idea of of a way to again make make the movement more flowing. So they they had a cricket ball, okay. Stay with me on this. They had a cricket <laughs> ball, and they they put a bolt through it this cricket okay. ball, so they could attach the, the camera to the tripod. Uh, and so then it was free to move wherever you like. I mean, you had to keep hold of it. But this cricket ball basically was moving the action in all way, 300, well, nearly 360 degrees hmm. around. Um, so again, they they attached the tripod legs with sandbags and they had some kind of system that's... Um, Allow them to to give you a really flowing type of camera movement. Um, wow. Yeah. So I mean, apart from that, he uh, he always said it was um, a problem for him because he he uh, he he felt it wasn't fair to the actors was his point of view. And and I want to quote him here. And he said, "I always found it very annoying, especially on wide shots. I never liked doing it." As I was always looking for compositions. Mm. And when you find one, you tend to stop. These are the key moments, and you really want to concentrate on the eyes and the actor. If you move the camera in any jerky way, then it totally takes away from the moment. Which, you know, yeah, I, get that. I think is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's um because he I mean he's he's talking from a time where the cameras were heavy and he did make the point that when you get cameras that are lighter, the handheld movement comes along with that. Mm. So I think he, what he's saying basically is that um, as they got lighter, the wobbly cam became easier. Uh, even if some of these cameras have are rigged up with, then um, I mean, when there's a rig that you can have that comes over your shoulder so you're keeping some kind of stability. Um but it's uh, it's interesting, and I, and and I I think we're stuck with it to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> because it's so it, it's it's so inherent in the practice, yeah. and and I just think overuse of it it might be bad practice. Again, I'm being very careful with my words. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, it, ever since I started researching this, it's everywhere. I mean, I can understand it on reality shows true uh, that's true and it's all over the movies but i think it works it's just the problem with too much of it
0: there is a there is definitely a limit i so you guess you can have too much of a good thing yeah and i don't know i know we mentioned this on the last episode but do you think there's an element of this is good marketing for the film, you know, I know maybe uh, just like some people love riding roller coasters, maybe some people will go see this film in the cinema because of this effect, this roller coaster like effect. Maybe it adds to. I guess I know PR is bad PR, that kind of thing. <laughs> maybe
1: I think I think that might be that might be right, and um, maybe the fact that it doesn't have it puts people off. Yeah, because it's it, it's so. Uh, it's so set in the way that these things are shot. So maybe if you haven't, you, if you don't see it in the trailer, for some people, it might seem a bit boring or sterile, yeah. which is, I mean, far from the truth, I'm sure. Because in if you do start watching TV and films with that in mind, it is everywhere. So it is, it is a great device he says defensively it's a great <laughs> device but it, it is overuse of it i think is it's got to be stopped
0: <laughs>
1: and we start the movement here i mean it, just looking back again to to where i think it really started taking off was um in a in tv when it started with tv there was a program called NYPD blue mm which, again, very dramatic police drama, uh, constant drama, and someone came up with the idea of moving the camera a lot to um, to get the most out of the drama, to add to the drama, and I totally get that, and I think back then, it was actually a post-process, in post-production, they, hmm. they must have had the idea in post-production, because they just they moved it moved the camera and added, they added the camera movement in post is what I'm trying to say. Of course
0: they did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it, that was the big, I think most people remember NYPD Blue as, as the start of it. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of anti, anti that technique. Uh, the director, for instance, director Christopher Quarry, he criticized the technique as a gimmick used to try and hide the lack of real energy in a scene.
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's a strong viewpoint, but
1: yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely says it how it is. Um, but you know, I don't want to take away from the way it's used, but I do think maybe, um, we could see it as something we can lessen and go back to using framing as Peter Versey was talking about, you know, and the eyes and the actor maybe think about their moments because he was being a movie camera operator, you know, close-ups and moments for actors are a huge thing. And if you're muddying the water with um, unnecessary camera work, in some cases um, you know it might be a problem yeah
0: i agree i mean i also feel i mean obviously doing it in post is a whole different thing but i also feel like if you are you know a dop that gets told by the director right it has to be shaky cam that very that reduces i guess i can imagine that being less fun for you because you get you don't you can't like plan out the way you frame things and put your own style into it as much because you just you have to be yeah. shaky <laughs> so yeah. yeah i can imagine that being way less fun and, uh as a dop as well actually
1: but also uh how do you learn how to do it
0: yeah yeah
1: i mean do you do you because this uh the dop for this drama unnamed um <laughs> He said to me uh, that some very technical DOPs aren't very good at the technique. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. Maybe they overthink it or something. And he says you have to... Because I thought, well, how do you meter it? How do you do yeah. much? You, yeah, you do a lot and then you reduce it. And what what is driving that decision? Absolutely. So I, I think having thought about that and seen some uh, unnecessary probably cam, I don't think people do meter it I just think they just sort of think well let's do a bit uh, I don't want to denigrate people's art obviously but how is it how is it how is the decision made because it's never it's never one speed sometimes it's yeah. more sometimes it's less so how is that decided upon
0: <laughs> <laughs> just go for it
1: <laughs> yeah but I think I think the point is that if some if some DOPs are less good at this technique, maybe, maybe then you have problems. Um, I mean, if you wanted to contact us about this and you, you don't agree with us, please, yeah, please, please do. do, yeah, uh, because I, it's a total personal opinion. But then you know, having looked through Twitter and got uh, I mean, the comments that I've of mentioned there are only a few um and the worst thing in the world is for people to turn off we don't want that
0: absolutely i mean Um, this isn't um camera work it's grading but i was recently speaking to a colorist that mentioned you know that famous game of thrones episode i think it was called the dark knight and he was saying you know audiences these days they're they're very clued up uh, when it comes to how films tv shows moving pictures are made so you can't really get away with stuff that maybe you well, this is what he said, you know, you can't really get away with stuff that maybe you could what, if it was the first time you'd ever done it. So maybe this queasy cam technique, we audiences kind of know what it's about now and they're less impressed, maybe. Yeah, these are the
1: people <laughs> speaking. Yeah. And when you hear the when you hear the people speak, and these aren't there's not trolling, these aren't trolling comments yeah. these are people who are attempting to watch your program and i think when you when you when it's filtered through and you get that reaction and and they are i mean they're people who complaining i know people like to complain but you know <laughs> most of these comments are saying i'd love to watch it but i physically can't watch it yeah and are we are we too proud to ignore these things I don't think we should be I think we should listen to the people because at the end of the day you know they're watching our programs I agree. And our, our movies so this is this is our slightly nice calm way of saying can we look at this <laughs>
0: somebody please
1: yeah can we can we just look at this and and maybe um lessen it when you feel you have to really ramp it up for some unknown reason <laughs> is that fair i think that's fair
0: yeah i think that's fair i think that's fair
1: okay i feel maybe some some other episodes we could take other things and complain about them
0: that's what this this whole thing's going to be about now the podcast (laughs) to complain about techniques
1: yeah it's it's our platform and we can use it as we want
0: (laughs) absolutely
1: I i think i think this in a way this helps me because it it finally shuts me up and stops me watching programs for the wrong reasons. Because I wanted to get out there and say I'm not happy with this in my gentle, very calm way. Uh, so now I've done it. It helps me. It's a kind of it, it's a kind of therapy session that I can close.
0: <laughs> <laughs> happy but, you got um, to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity. Um, and uh, but if it happens again it's gonna be a police drama let's put it put it that way the police drama's out there mm. uh, if you're just about to shoot a police drama just you know take care yeah
0: I know you might be tempted but <laughs> yes
1: you might be tempted and you might have a director telling you oh, we're doing shaky cam obviously like every every other police drama but just you know if you're having a quiet scene you know in a, a nice wide shot with two people talking yeah just just keep off the shake yeah. yeah yeah all right all right that's our message for today
0: it's a really good message
1: thank you all right well um that's another episode done i hope you enjoyed it and obviously if you have any comments um try us on social media and we'll uh, we'll come back to you or we'll completely ignore you one of the two
0: okay. i hope someone does now <laughs> want yeah, to keep I'm this conversation going
1: I know. Well, we could have a, another episode about something we need to complain about. Yes. Yeah. Let's, let's see how how aggressive we've become.
0: You know what? We I feel like we should take uh, suggestions <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if anyone idea. wants us to complain about something else. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: can't we can't be blamed for it then, can we? Because people <laughs> ask us to do it. Absolutely. All right. Listen up. Thanks again. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.